Hey, back again. It's the Flight Room Podcast, episode 57. This is your host, Remy Please, with a couple of my fellas. We got P Shack, Concourse P, Lighthouse. And, you know, we got a new face here. We'd like to bring, you know, new guests, people doing big things in the area, in the DMV. My man, my uh, my OG, Authentic. Authentic, <laughs> Authentic is a hey. uh, artist, hey. producer, uh, engineer, photographer. Um, editor videographer uh, you know all yeah one man band right there one man band is there anything i left out nah no nah, i think i think you covered oh. it all man I'm, I'm a media specialist man that's there you go do a lot there of media go. stuff man I'm, right. a, I'm a media yoda uh podcast host all that all the above but uh most importantly you got a, a album that just dropped the color of us um yeah I, I i gave it a good you know three four five uh listen to back to back uh, I love the production. I love the the overall sound, real organic. Um, yeah, I just want to kind of like touch on like what what it's like to be, you know, uh, just a dude out here getting it on his grind, dolo, independent, doing everything, you know, no middleman, uh, you know, just getting it, you know, by yourself. Like, how do, how do you make it work for you? Um, Especially in this it starts day and with age. like a lot of practice, man. You know, you want you just got to hone in skills, and 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 like I was telling y'all just a little while ago off air. Like I wake up and, and I'm looking at, we, we was calling it YouTube University off air and I'm, right. I'm looking at something every day and trying to teach <laughs> myself new skills. Um, I'm, I'm invested in that whole DIY kind of vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think that's important for artists, especially in this day and age where we got the tools, we got the avenues to be able to do that. I think a yep. lot of artists are kind of, um, you know, selling themselves short a bit by kind of just blaming most of their problems on budget and resources when, you know, mm. I think I'm, I'm blessed to be able to come from a, um, an era where we were relying on a lot of analog stuff and you had to, you know, really get it out the trunk and yep. to, to be able to go into this internet era where, like, I can literally release a project from the comfort of my home, distribute the project, mix it, master it, record it in my home studio, you know, top to bottom, all the promos coming from me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it makes it amazing for us as artists nowadays and I'm surprised that more OGs like myself aren't doing the same kind of formulas and taking advantage of all these platforms, including like YouTube, like what y'all doing here with the podcast. Right, right, right. So like, uh, as far as like a setup go, like how does like, you know, for somebody to get like a quality sound of what they want to get out um, compared to like going to, I mean, of course people are going to pay for studio time and all that stuff, but like yeah. how, like ideally to get a sound that, you know, that you would think is comfortable, like what would you need? Yeah, you don't you don't got to spend a lot of money these days. Um, uh, a lot of the vocals that I cut on my project were cut with a seventy dollar mic. Um, I have I have a more expensive microphone, a CV three that's probably like in the two thousand range. But I was using the wow. uh, AKG uh, P seventy for a lot of it because I just <laughs> I saw good reviews on YouTube and I'm hearing young cats, cats who's in yeah. their bedroom, probably seventeen, eighteen, 
um, doing tutorials and stuff like that. Yep. And I was like, let me try that mic out. Um, all, all of these, like, Chinese-made microphones nowadays, you can spend $100 on a microphone and get great quality. Um, and then with the interface, um, my portable interface that I was using was the um, SSL2, which you can get two great preamps out of that for $200. So, I mean, I, I think a basic setup, you're looking at, like, 350 and any kind of laptop will really get it done, you know, um, and then just honing in your skills on trying to mix it and get things tight and get things sounding right. Um, you know, I, I, I went to traditional round, went to school for mixing and engineering and all that, but I don't think that's necessary nowadays. Um, when I first went to school, you, you couldn't just get on YouTube and be like, you know, let me get some Gunna vocals. What, how they mixing Gunna? How they mixing Drake? How they mixing, you know, all of these different artists? And now you got tons of content like that. So, I mean, yeah, like I said, man, we're definitely blessed for that. And, um, yeah, it, do it doesn't take much to get it done. I mean, I've, I've been cutting on DIY setups for a long time. I, I had a project I did with uh, my homie Ethan Spaulding from around the way that we uh -huh. cut in uh, 2011. Yeah. And we did that all on an um, a MXL 990. Some, somebody walked into my studio and was like, give me $20. I'm like, bet. And we, it was just a great portable mic for me. I didn't mind it being, like, um, you know, like broken or anything like that. If I were to mishandle it or mm -hmm. something like that, I wouldn't mind losing the money. And we cut the whole album on that. So yeah, it doesn't cost mm. a lot of money. Mm. Mm. So as far as like uh, uh, software and stuff like that, what do you use? Like uh, beats for the beats, I'm using Ableton Live. Um, and I, I mean, Ableton is just. I, I come from the era of an MPC. I, that was one of my first beat machines, and I had an ASR Pro. And just the mm. the speed when you're working on one of those is a lot slower. And um, I made the transition. First, I was cooking up beats inside of Pro Tools because I went to school for Pro Tools and um, got certified by Avid. So I knew the software so well, even though a lot of people wasn't making beats in Pro Tools, I knew that software well. So I felt comfortable in there making beats. Um, and then I made the transition to Ableton probably like five years ago. And I'm, I've never looked back. Ableton is like, as far as production goes, it's the best software. You can, um, I know Fruit Loops can do a lot of stuff too. But as far as like warping audio and time stretching things, I just feel like Ableton gives you the flexibility. Some of the beats on the album, I mean, they're they taking like five minutes. It's like a break, a sample. I chop the sample up. Ableton Live will preview my break in time. I'm like, there's the vibe. Bam, I'm done. You know, maybe at a baseline, the beat is done. You know, so um, I'm cooking up beats in Ableton Live. Um, and um, I'm using a, uh, a machine, an old one, the first gen MK1 micro that barely still works with the new Macs. Um, and... Uh, cooking up the vocals and doing all the mixing with the vocals and the mastering within Pro Tools because that's where I'm very comfortable with, with doing the mixing and whatnot. So, okay. That's what was your biggest inspiration? That, just as, as far as producing, like what was your inspiration? Who was your favorite producers growing up? What got you into the whole just creativity of that? Yeah. Um, so er early on, I was influenced by boom bap, like beat gods, you know, Pete Rock, DJ Premier, that's Jay my favorite sound. Yeah, I love that sound, you know. Um, Just Blaze, I thought was crazy. Heatmakers, mm -hmm. crazy. Um, Favorite uh, producer. Think. Um, I like. <laughs> I, I think Knotts is one of the most slept-on producers in the yep. game. Just understands the knock and the bass lines to a whole nother level. Um, so coming up, a lot of my influences were like more like um, more obvious kind of um, hip-hop, boom-bap, you know, RZA, stuff like that. And nowadays, I'm influenced by a lot more because my whole approach is like, I see a lot of people making music, and it's cool to do this too, but I see a lot of people who make music that's like boom bap style, but it sounds like beats that I've already heard, and it sounds like stuff from the era that I grew up in. And my whole thing is like, I'm, I don't want to replicate. 
Um, you know, I want to enhance. I want to. I want to be inspired Retool. by those kind of uh, producers, and then be able to launch pad from there. You know, so now I I say like, l lastly, I was very inspired by the like 2010 era of hip hop. Like, um, and I don't know if these these are all around right around 2010, but I know they're within like a five year gap. But like Cardo and like Cushion OJ vibes. Uh, oh yeah, ASAP Rocky. Yeah. Um, oh. I, I was inf yeah. I was influenced by a lot of that like EDM <clears throat> trap stuff too, man. Like all the Y two K remixes, Jensen Johns, um, like all that EDM stuff. As far as the way they transition is just crazy, and I don't even be knowing a lot of these artists, but I'm I'm inspired by that genre. Um, and then just like I mean, even just like straight trap stuff, like uh, yeah. Honorable C Note, incredible beats, man. You know, um. I like what uh, Kenny Beats is doing right now, you know, just different styles. Like, I like to be able to, you know, when, when I'm creating a body of work, like an album, I want it to sound cohesive. So with this, with the color of us, I've wanted it to all sound like it belonged together. But um, I, I make different yeah. styles, man. I'm, I'm, I might mess around with some 808s and have some heavy sounds on one track, and I might mess around with just some breaks and some thin sample drums. I might even just chop yeah. a sample, not even put drums on it. It, it all depends. I try to let the music yeah. kind of take me, you know, where it's going to go. I was going to ask you with that. So as far as even just being a producer, where is that line between simplicity and, uh, you know, overproduction? Because sometimes you'll have a beat and you, like you say, all you need is a drum break and the sample. And that's it. And it's complete. It sound good. But then sometimes, you know, you might have, you know, the, the, I guess you can say the trap beats. You got the rolling hi-hats. You got the the, the stretching, uh, the subs. You got all that going on. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, where do, where do you draw that line or where do you feel like, you know, the, the simplicity is better or if you feel like it needs more sounds and needs a little bit more like sauce on it? You yeah, know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm, I always try to keep adding adding sounds to it, right? As soon as I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. this is getting kind of whack. <laughs> it's done. You know, it's done. And a lot of times when I'm making the beats, I start writing to it immediately. So like, you know, a vibe got to catch me. Like I've, I probably got about like, I'd say I got like maybe like 300 beats from like the past year and a half or something like that and those just be the ones i save like a lot of my right. sessions i keep the session but i don't actually render them out because the, i didn't catch a vibe even though i'm like oh this you know this beat is all right it's kind of knocking right but it's just not like i couldn't yeah. write nothing to it and i, I yeah. like coming from the perspective of being an artist you know like i want somebody to hear my beat and feel like there's open space for them mm. um you know kind of going back to that edm thing like a lot of the reason why i don't get invested in a lot of EDM producers is because I do think it is overproduced. Like, a lot of, like, um, even, yeah. like, the Pop Smoke style type beats that you hear and a lot of people rhyme on now, a lot yeah. of the beats I feel like yeah. are a little overproduced. You know, like, the 808 just going crazy doing rudiments that a voice would probably going on. do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'd be a mm -hmm. lot going on. And they sound dope. They would probably win a beat battle with one of those beats in a second. Um, but for me, I just draw the line and, mm -hmm. like, you know, I always try to add something. Like, I, if I'm working with a sample, I'll try to chop the sample first, get some drums on it, get a vibe. And and bass is important. So, you know, I, I have different approaches about how I get the bass. I might sometimes I might try to add a bass line with some kind of VST and I'm like, yo, this ain't working. So then I gotta go back to just old school formulas where I'll just maybe duplicate the sample, put it an octave down, roll off all the top end, just lead a low yeah. sub and yep. just blend that in with the sample yeah. and then voila, you know, like it, it it all depends. I just try to let the um the sounds kind of dictate where I'm going. And and lately, I haven't been making a lot of beats from scratch. Um because, like, and, and this is kind of partial being lazy. Like, some of these samples and sample packs and, and you know, you get a bomb sample from the 70s, it's right. You don't got to do too much. Mm -hmm. And I like catching vibes like that. I like those textures. So um, I'd say in the past year, man, I've just been, like, trying to find samples, 
flip the sample, put some fire drums on it, get the bass knocking, and and that's that. Mm -hmm. I like that. that. I like music that. too. Like you got a classic sound. I appreciate it, yo. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So so some moment you could probably like. I mean, your beats are like catered to you. I don't want to say like in a bad way, but it like fits your. You know what I mean? Your brand, your mold. Because I was even listening to him. I'm like, damn, how do you even get on that? Like, how do you like uh, figure out this beat the way he yeah. figured it out? So no, that's that's like a testament. I like that. Yeah, a lot of that's um, tempos, man, and stuff too. You know, like you um. You kind of get, you know, speaking on the era we were speaking about before, right? Like the premier mm -hmm. beat rock, Jay Dilla. And right. it's kind of one of the reasons why I hate when a lot of like, a lot of like washed like OGs, they'd be like, oh, it don't sound like back in the day. You know, everything wasn't the same and da 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 da. But it really was. Like, go back, listen to like when Marley Mall starts popping. Everybody was taking those mm. drums and using those drums. Um, yeah. You look at like when, uh, when, when uh, Tribe Called Quest was popping, a lot of those breaks had been used a billion times. I mean, I've seen people from like Daz Effects, Farside. They still use them today. You know, Tribe. They still use them today. And, and we were just molded to that, that BPM style. So it was like a lot of stuff early on was like 80, 90 BPMs. And when I be in here with like some of my younger artists, like um, I can remember being in here one time with Internet James. And James was like, yo, how, how you rhyming on? I don't even understand like how you approaching that. But it's just like... Shout it's it's kind of like studying your craft and like what yeah. BPMs you used to. I feel like that sometimes on some stuff that's like 120, 130, like these some of that pop smoke stuff. I'm like, well, how would you even approach the double time cadence on this? And and these young boys got that pat down, you know? So I think it's just like know what you do, be comfortable in what you do, and like show off your skills in that. I, I was just watching the uh, the Wizards get blown out there. And they was like, <laughs> the, the announcers was talking like, you know, why everybody always talking about what Ben Simmons can't do, right? True. They don't talk about what he excels exactly. in and what he does well. And they said the same thing about Russell Westbrook. It's like, yeah, they always want to talk about, you know, yeah, he's like real. four for 12 from the field or whatever, but he's dropping buckets, getting triple doubles every game. So, you know, right. what you do well, Excel at that, you know, look at that and try to enhance that. You, I told my boy Tom the other day, like, he, he's getting into this habit of, like, downloading mad drums and just getting everything. I'm like, bro, like, you don't got to try to do everything. You, know, you, don't, you don't have to be the producer who does, like, hip-hop, boom bap, that can also do, like, trap beats just as good as the best trap beat maker. Like, yo, just, like, stick to right. what you know and, and, you know, slowly but surely enhance your skills and try to, like, dive out in other genres and whatnot. Uh, that's good advice. So, so like, uh, you know, you hit on the sports a little bit. Uh, you know, by the way, shout out to Authentic and the Beard. Y'all y'all, doing good out here. Very successful. So to that point, I, I, I think I almost had like a two-part question, right? So okay. what would you recommend for new podcasters or, you know, those, those people or groups that have just started their podcast over the past year or six months? Um, you know, there might be growing pains. What's like one piece of advice uh, that you would, you know, kind of issue or give them uh, to to, to kind of break that, you know, break that mold from from kind of gaining their popularity and being more professional about it? Yeah, you um, you definitely want to, you know, always up the ante with the professionalism and, and trying to get the quality higher every time. I always tell Tim that. Um, who's my co-host on our sports podcast? Like you always want to do that, but I think the number one the, the number one advice I could give somebody is have your setup be ready to go. That That's the number one thing because in this YouTube game, a lot of people going to hit you up and just be like, yo, I'm trying to get you on the show this day, this week, mm. and you got to be quick. Um, I follow this cat on YouTube um, who just does like, he kind of like on some Gary Vee motivational vibes kind of, but he's more in the media market. His name is Pat Flynn. And he says like, if you want to go running, if you want to go jogging every day, you got to leave your jogging shoes by the door. 
know, like, so it's there and you see them, you know, it's there. Like I keep my podcast set up within my recording studio in here at all times. I'm looking at it. If, if I don't pod for a while, I'm going to be thinking about it. You know, so I think (laughs) that's the number one advice I could give. And, um, you know, also like, like, don't, don't get too caught up in what everybody else is doing. Um, with with me and Tim with authentic in the beard, the, the success of it is like out of nowhere. I like I don't even know. I, I don't even know because it's like everybody that follows that channel is not people from the DMV. Oh yeah, um, it, I was going to ask you yeah, that too. I, I, I was going to ask you. That. A lot of it is just random Giants fans, and that's how I kind of got um, into that that whole community and that whole network was. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's a cat named the Entertainer Talking Sports, who's like the number one Giants guy now. But when I first was following him. He, he had like 100 subscribers, and I was just itching for football. It was, it was off-season, you know, after the draft, kind of like right now. Yeah. And I was like, yo, yeah. I just need football in my life, and there's nobody talking yep. about football but this one dude. <laughs> so I subscribed to him, and I saw how yeah. he started working it. He started doing um, a lot of live uh, podcasting, like during the games, when the games would start. And then I just featured on a few podcasts. Like I went on his channel for a roundtable talk with about six people just like this. Um, and, and another homie, uh, his name's Kyle Pizzle, another Giants fan, uh, content creator, he invited me on. And then if you, if you decent at what you do, people are going to cling to it and they, they're going to be like, yo, I, you know, I mess with that. I want to subscribe to that channel too. So we went, um, our whole first season. So we're now, we're about to enter season three of Authentic in the Beard here going into the 2021 football season. Um, mm-hmm. the first season, we only got like a hundred subscribers and, and I was telling y'all this a little bit off air, like I was editing the show's. We were shooting them on Monday, and mm-hmm. I would have them ready by Thursday. So I would dump the footage. It would be like a, almost 100 gigabytes per show because I was filming it from four different camera angles. Wow. It was three of us from four angles. All DSLRs, 1080p. <laughs> wow. You know, I'm dumping the footage at night, waking up in the morning, and literally going right to the edit on Premiere, spending like 10 hours. And I was meticulous, man. I wanted dope lower thirds mm-hmm. on the screen. I was putting music behind it. You know, I'm putting like little uh, sound effects. And all this stuff. And um, that drew a lot of people in for sure. Because, like, you mm-hmm. go to a lot of people's channels and it's, you get the same vibes a lot. And right, with me right, and Tim, right. it's like, you come to our channel, you're like, do these dudes, do they got a budget? But a lot of people <laughs> didn't know, you know. Like, I come from the studio, you know, background. Like, I understood mm-hmm. everything that we needed to do as far as mics, visuals, mm. all of that. So it, we didn't have to invest no gear or nothing like that. No middleman. As man. soon as we got in the game, no, no middleman. People like, yo... Where, how come I don't know about this? Mm-hmm. You know, and I've um, even since I was a kid, man. I like my mom used to do hair, and Remy, Remy, please to tell you, he used to, he's mm-hmm. living around my way. Like my mom used to do hair, right? And yeah, like clients would call up back in the day. You know, my mom would do hair out the house, and they'd be like, you know, they ask my mom, and I pick up the phone, like, hello. They would think I was like a grown man, like I had a deep <laughs> voice, like presence, all the way back. You know, when I was like 10 years old, man. So a lot yeah. of people always told me, yo, when you're done with this rap stuff, man, you better get in the radio, get in the radio. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of looking for a lane to get involved with it. And um, my, my co-host, The Beard, Tim, he was like, uh, you know, I got this idea for like a podcast. And, you know, when people don't really understand media, you know, it's like this. I, I'll compare it like this. It's like when people don't understand like movies or music videos, right? The ideas they come up with be so like out of this world. They like... <laughs> you know, I want the spaceship to like come in and land on it, you know, and you like, bro, like, we can't do that. So when he first came to me with the idea, he was like, I got this idea. It's going to be like NFL Network, you know, we'll have all these different segments. And we were talking like maybe 12 hours of content Ooh. that was going to go throughout the week. I was like, bro, we can't do it like this. We got we to simplify this, you know. So we simplified the idea. And, um, you know, we, we haven't looked back since. The second season was the most successful season. And, and a second piece of advice I would give people for podcasts is going live. 
just go live. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you're going to start off, it might be no one in there watching, but it, when you go live and you continuously go live, the YouTube algorithms are going to send your information out to people that are in, interested in that content. It's, I'm sure y'all already noticed there's mad niche markets within YouTube. Yep. You and know not only as podcasters, artists need to exploit this. Like, go live, bro. Show people your new music. Play a couple tunes, yep. you know? And, and once you get monetized and you get the super chat ability, you're going to see the money come in. And it, it, the, the revenue is a lot higher than anything you're going to get from streaming on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, or any of that garbage. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, so like... Um, um, Marcus, we had this discussion uh, last week. Uh, familiarity, uh, what was this? Breeze. Breeze. What was that, that? Familiarity breeds contempt. Familiarity yeah, so, breeds contempt. So, but, um, do you, oh yeah, go ahead. What's your question? Yeah. Do, do you, have you like ran to that as far as like, I mean, you said like mostly uh, as far as like the podcast are, you know, out of town. There's a lot of Giants fans in New York, Jersey, whatever. So, do you, do you like run into that as far as, um, you know, people in the DMV, I mean, are they super supportive? A lot of people say, you know, they crabs in the barrel or, or you know, whatever. Do you, do you run to that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think it has a lot to do with just the size of the region. You know, like, we're such a small, like, knit community that not too many people blossom and, and rise to the cream of the crop in the mm-hmm. DMV. I, I was having a conversation That's with a my fact. homie, like, just yesterday. And he was like, you know what's crazy? Is Shy Glizzy is the last true breakout artist out of DC. <laughs> and I thought about yeah. it. I said, Yeah, we got people out of Maryland. We got Corday. Yeah. We had Logic. We had a few other people come out. You know, I've mm-hmm. seen people, but like DC, literally, that is the last breakout artist. And you're talking <laughs> like we're pushing a decade, you know? So we're just right. a small, small area. And I, it's a gift and a curse at the same time because you can, um, you could easily enter the DMV market quickly with a piece of product, some content, whatever you do, and make a name for yourself very quickly. Where it's like in LA, New York, Chicago, bigger um, regions with more competition, it, you can't just come out of New York and just get get the bubbling real quickly. So I think that's the gift of it in DC. But then also because a lot of people don't rise from it, you know, the ones that do rise, people are always comparing everybody else to them. True. And then they're always like, yeah, mm-hmm. we got talent. We got talent out here. We got talent out here that's better than those guys instead of, like, trying to click up with those guys. But also at the same time, people also have a mentality of, like, when I get up out of this, I'm not coming back for none of y'all. <laughs> and, and I don't know why it's like that. You know, I, I think maybe that's ego. Maybe that's um, image. You know, mm-hmm. maybe that's, like, uh, tradition, you know, in a way. Um, for me, I try to leave all that to the side. It took, it took a lot of growing up to figure that out, you know, like, yeah. Um, especially mm-hmm. as an OG man, like I have to be a mentor to people that are younger than me. And any kind of game that I could give that'll make my youngins like skip mm-hmm. the BS that I was going through, I'm gonna give them the game. It ain't no secrets, you know. See, but you already said so, it. You cracked so the code. Like, uh, yeah, you giving out the game. You know what I'm saying? You're not holding that against nobody. You spreading the love. So, yeah, it's putting you up. Yeah, but it's important. As as far as as your overall like trajectory, like you know, what I'm saying just going through success from where you first started. Like, does the company that you keep is that important? You know, your circle, your friends. You know, what I'm saying like as far as you know, you just trying to chase your dream. You know what I mean? Like, where where you receiving doubt? Where there's people telling you what you can't do, telling you you know that you're not good enough. Whatever it may be, like where you dealing with those type of things from the people closest to you. Like, was that yeah, part yeah, of you, you know you saying, definitely that deal you with do? that. The- the people closest to you are the ones that's going, they're going to discourage you the most because they know you like the back of their hand. Yeah, I agree. You know, they, agree and, and they placed you in a box, you know, they put you in a box. where like, true. yo, 
You know, that's the homie. Like, this, mm -hmm. this is what he do. And, and it's going to be hard for you to impress them because everything you do is not brand new to them, you know? And, and I noticed that with the podcast yep. and with the music. You know, I, I just did an interview um, yeah, either yesterday or two days ago with somebody from Scotland. They just reached out to me on the band camp. And I'm like, this is crazy because I, I haven't had any of Y'all are the first press I've done <laughs> in the DMV, you know? So it, not a lot of people in the DMV are reaching out to me now because... One, I think our scene has took a hit, not only because of COVID, but just like in the past five years, you know, and, and this is a gift and a curse as well, too, is like, yeah, we got the Internet. There's big avenues, big resources for people to do stuff. But also there's a lot more people in that pool. So it's like the eyes kind of are, you know, diminished a little bit. You know, I went from and I had to just take a break. You know, when you talk about trajectory um, from 20 16 to 2018, I took a long break and I didn't record no music. I put out an album in 2018 called Nothing More, Nothing Less at the top of the year. And I took another two-year break until this came out, you know, almost three years for this one to come mm -hmm. out. Because I think it's important, like, mm -hmm. to just, like, mentally be in a space to create. Like, I, I, I'm not one of them people that's like, yo, I'm making records to be like, yo, let me go play this for my man. And he gonna be like, yo, that shit crazy. You know, I'm like, I'm trying to make records that just, like, impress me. Somebody out there got the same yeah. kind of ear as me. Like, we just talked about Premier and Dilla and Pete Rock and all these uh, producers that uh, we're familiar with. I know y'all know, when y'all was listening to that stuff, that you got homies that's like, nah, man, I'm, where the Gucci at or where the Jeezy at? or where, You know, and that's just what it is. <laughs> you know, you're going to exactly. find people that, that think alike. And, you know, being secluded in your circle of just your friends, I think is a, is a recipe to almost like instill like For, yeah, hold lack of hold confidence, you, you know, like self doubt in a way because your yeah, man ain't really fact. jumping on that. When when it's somebody across the country that would be like, "Yo, that dude is crazy," <laughs> you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you got to put your stuff out there, young. It's like I, I, you have to learn that once you put your music out there, you realize like, wow, it's people all across the world, and you focus on your circle. But the people all across the world, you know, that might like your music, you got to put it out there. Sometimes when you get so caught up to uh, playing your music with the people who are closest to you, it kind of limits you a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, I yeah you might that. you might hear the record after that and be like, and I, and I still feel this way to this day, too. Like, you could record a song, be working on it for months. Some of, some of my mixes, man, they took forever. I'm just like meticulous going 20 passes on the mix. You know, and then I'm like, you know what? Scratch that. Let's go back to number 10 and start from there mm -hmm. and go from there. And you hear it a bunch of times. And then there is something to be said, though, about when you play it in front of somebody because somebody come in my studio and I'm like, they're like, what you working on? I press play. I, I almost hear it differently when I'm in front of people mm. that know me, you know? Yeah. So I do think, you know, you, you, you don't want to be one of those people that's just like, man, screw whatever anybody I know talking about. If they trying to give you constructive criticism, be a man and man up and take that constructive criticism. And it's up to you if you want to utilize that or not. You know, but you got to right. be smart. You got to study this game. You you can't like just I, I see a lot of artists, most artists in this city, when they drop something after about a week, they don't know what to do after that. And and then it just becomes spam. And now they're in your inbox. Mm. Check out my you know, it's like I don't ever want to reach out to nobody like, yo, please check mm -hmm. this out. Like, yo, if mm -hmm. you see what I'm doing, if, if you if I'm on your radar, check it out. If not, maybe it's not for you. Mm -hmm. That's okay. interesting. I think J. Cole said on his new album too, he said, you know, I, I, I made a I made a song. I thought it was fire, but I had to step back a couple months and then revisit it. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Just to, he said, I just oh, gotta step back. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, like, I gotta beat, step bro. back, I gotta live yeah. a little bit, I gotta live life a little bit and then get back to it. So that, that, mm -hmm. yeah, that's dope. And that's then that dope. stuff breeds the best writing for, for me at least. Like 
when you go through something, that's why I like writing in the car. Like, it's yes. about being yep. in the car. Like, you know, you're always in your in your thoughts, you know. And and, and when I, I shower, I'm shit. in my thoughts like that too. But I can't write in the shower. But a lot of ideas. <laughs> but when I'm in the car, it's like them ideas get to flowing, and then you start thinking about yep. things you've been through that in your life. Yep. Yeah, man, it's it's very important. Like I, I try that's to, real. um, you know, I I want people to hear my music and be like, yo, that's a direct reflection and, and, and a correlation of who mm. the guy is, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Speaking of speaking of your lyrics, like, uh, because you have a lot of conscious stuff. What's up with the football plugs? You have a lot of football <laughs> plugs. You even you even hit the John Moxon, man. You talk about the Barcelona Blues. <laughs> so funny. I was like, when I heard that, I was like, hold up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Just, you used you know, to play sport. You used to you used to be influenced by football. Did you play sports? Big time. I, I played sports back in the day, heavy into basketball when I was coming up, and then um. In high school, kind of realized, all right, I'm a little bit too slow for basketball. That's not really the vibe. So I, I played quarterback <laughs> in high school and then um, wide receiver on varsity. Um, so okay. I'm, I'm big into sports. And I've always been a, a huge, huge football fan. Like New York Giants, yeah. I'm a Giants fan to the casket you lips. Can, That's my squad. You can tell. You shouted out Saquon, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. That's, just, that's just the hobbies and whatnot coming through. And it's the, here's the crazy thing about the Saquon line. Like I wrote that mm-hmm. the, the Saquon joint is on a record that I wrote before the football season had started last year. And when he got, oh, hurt, he got hurt, you know, uh-huh. yeah, I was kind of like, man, do I go back and adjust this? this bar? You know, because, you know like, what's crazy? I thought about that when I heard that too. Yeah, I was like, I, was I wonder like, if he did that before, or after that shit happened. Because sometimes just coincidence. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you yeah. be aligned with that shit. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, I, and I, I do go back and change stuff. Like, you know, being a producer um, and a rapper, it, the approach is a little bit different for me because, like, I'll write it one way. And mm-hmm. then, you know, after hearing it for, like, a couple of months, especially on this project, I'll be like, you know what? Like, this word here, let me change that. Let me rephrase this, you know? Um, right. It's, it's, a, it's a bar in there where I say, um, I, I think it's like, uh, it's like Montana, Brett Favre. If success is a mirage, I ain't tripping about the job. Um I said, uh, my Jerry Rice is a god. But when I first wrote that, all the players was very different. I was saying, like, Randy Moss and Odell Beckham because I wrote it so long ago. And then I was like, dang, you know, Beckham's not a giant. I was kind of like, you know, let me just kind of flip these lines to make them kind of kind of vibe a little bit better. So, you know, up, all the way up until I pushed the button, I was changing lines. And, and you know, just like... um. Even just like if I felt like I was cursing too much on a record and I, I released the record clean because there's not a lot of cursing on it. There's only like maybe like right. 10 to 20 curse words on it. Yeah. And so I would go back in and be like, you know, you kind of you, you, you a little repetitious with this curse word on this record. Like, let's go back and change that. You know, yeah. so I'm, I'm always adjusting the bars. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's good. Right, so as far as like releasing uh, or putting your uh, your project on like a streaming site or whatever, like how do you like clear samples for the people that don't know? So um, if you want to go about it the legitimate way, you right. have to contact the people who own the estate for the sample. Um, a lot of wow. these samples are, you know, they're out there and you, there's ways to find out who to contact very easily, what lawyer, who owns it. Um, for me, man, I've been bogarting samples for a long time. I'm going to keep it 100. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I, I, I fly under the radar. You know, I'm not a person right. who's getting like, 500,000 streams um, on a record or, you know, selling gold or going platinum. So it's like mm-hmm. people um, with the samples, they want to see, oh, he made a lot of money. Now, let me, let me dig in his pockets, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm willing to take that yeah. risk at the moment. Yeah. On Robin the album, um, there's only one sample. I won't say yeah, what it is. Too. There's only one sample that wasn't cleared that was like a record. Everything else that I sampled um, came from a lot of different libraries. And, and for people out there that are producers, um, I'll hip you. Like King Sway Music Libraries, 
are fantastic. I mean, they sound like stuff from the 70s. Um, there's also this uh, a, a mm. brand called Unknown without all the vowels in it. It's just like, it's, it's got no vowels mm. except the U. So it's like U-N-K-N mm. or something like that. Okay. Fire samples. Where can you find um, those though? Where can you find them? The they're, they're, they're on the internet. Kingsway, they have their website in. dedicated to you it. You about to be cooking up, Marcus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yo, you already know. I, you already know. I, I have a database of a bunch of them already. I can too. send you a bunch of stuff. I got some questions for you. Outside mm -hmm. the topic about production, I got some questions for you. But speaking on top of that, what do you think about beat tapes and beat albums? Like, have you ever done one before? Just a whole beat tape? I, I released, released a couple it? beat tapes back in the day um, with, the, with okay. the goal of just seeing, like, if artists would jump and, and want to pounce on one of the tracks and uh, mm -hmm. end up buying it from me. But um, instrumental albums are cool. I think they're dope, man. Especially, like, around the holidays, man. Like, yo, if you're going to be Thanksgiving dinner, you know, with the fam, an instrumental tape is perfect. Christmas, you know, right. my man Kev Brown yeah, always does a Christmas beat tape. Yo, yeah, Kenny you know? G. Yeah, yeah, you can flip something <laughs> smooth. Yep, you know. Um, and, and I think in the boom bap world or in that in the world we was talking about too, where like you kind of overproduce beats. If you're doing that, then yeah, I think that's that's totally awesome, man. Like, yo, like, yeah, put yep, out yeah. instrumental albums, do what you do. And if you maybe you're not a vocalist and you gotta speak through the music, yeah, put out an instrumental album for sure. All right. Uh, can you all right, can man. you touch on uh your all or nothing studios? Yeah. Touch um, on I love talking about this, man, because mm -hmm. this is this is like entrepreneurship at its finest. Like, so from 2010 to 2015, I worked at a recording studio in DC that was like a small hub. I, we don't got to mention them because they it's very shiesty over there. Um, and <laughs> oh, I, where? I, I, yeah, it's very shiesty over there. Like, I got I got to see like the inner workings of a small business, and I that's the one thing that I got from it that I I, I got to applaud them on for sure is because I got to see how to run business. Um, but I was there for five years. Four years, mm -hmm. I was the chief engineer there not a lot of um you know uh promotion in that right it was like the same thing but the deal was pretty good i was getting half of everything that i worked on pretty much um they brought in a couple other producers at the time and we just started we had a great unit in, the, in that studio it was me my homie g the mastermind um my homie sergio cortez and then later Shout it was the homie big moon yep. and we were just being there that's, that's it was a, a lot yeah, of downtime the during sergio that time Oh, that's fam. That that's mm -hmm. my that's my younger yeah. right there. That's my bull yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's family right there. Yeah, yeah, that's my <laughs> guy. Sergio. You know, Sergio knows. We go back. He's produced hella tracks for me on albums. Um, we we've shared techniques. We we cooked up for five years. Um, but at that mm -hmm. studio, you know, once we started to, we had a unit. We were building a name for ourselves, and the production was starting to sell crazy. Now they were selling beats there for a thousand dollars, and in the beginning, we were getting half of that. So in a week, you know, you talking thirty beats sold. We were caking up. The boss kind of started seeing that and was like, you know what? It, it'd be more beneficial for him as a business owner to put us all on salary. So we took a hit. All of us took a hit. And at that time, I was kind of like, man, mm -hmm. what, 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 the, what do I do here, right? Like, what's my next move? And I got offered a position at uh, PFW to run, like, live sound. And I was like, I've I never really been um, too involved or invested in live sound because I'm an artist. I like hitting the stage. I don't really like being behind the boards on live sound. And... Yeah. So I had that job up in the loom, and my homie Charlie used to come through um, through that studio, and he would just, like, blaze me out, chill with me, talk with me. He was like, bro, just quit this joint, bro. Like, just, you got to get out of here. You bigger than this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what I'm going to do, though, this the income that's paying all my bills and all that. He was like, man, I got a house in D.C. You could rent that joint out, you know, in, 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 a, in a half a year, you'll be on your way, I promise. So he gave me that first opportunity. So I took my mm -hmm. setup that was in my bedroom with me and my girl, Moved into that house, and that's where it all started peddling. That's where All or None Studios came from. So I started doing, like, small projects here and there because there was a, um, an NDA contract at my old studio that was like I couldn't contact any of the clients that I had worked with there. 
So the only way Damn. something could happen would be as if they contacted me. They also sent cease and desist for my albums that I had released during wow. the time that I was there, saying that I recorded them there and all this crazy stuff when they knew that wasn't true. So I had to get a lawyer for that. My lawyer squashed all that. And I started working out of my out of my crib, you know? And yeah. a couple of big name projects, I, I worked on a couple of big name projects that year. Um, I flew out to Cali and my homie Spencer Tracy was out in Cali. He said, we got downtime. We, we with Chaz on tour which has French, and um, we got downtime. If you get out here, we could record. I was like, I'm flying out there now. So I flew out there, met Chaz. Chaz was like, when I fly back, we're going to record a whole new album. That was like 2017. He's like, we're going to record my whole new album there. And he had, he had just got a deal with Motown Records. So he came back, and yeah, he hit me up. He's like, let's get working on this album. And we, for about almost two years, we worked on that album. And so many things came from just working on that album. Um, Big features, you know, uh, Kevin Gates, Currency. I had MTV come to the house off a plug that my homie G, the mastermind, had that they did a um, Sweet 16 in the crib at our studio. Um, wow. And then Shy Glizzy was featured on Chaz French album, and he liked the vibe. So then I ended up recording his next album. When he, when he did uh, Quiet Storm, I ended up recording that whole album. Well, like, okay. I, I kind of recorded it because he, he had recorded a lot of his verses in, like, just, like, you know, small studios. So he'd bring it over. We'd either mix it. And if I felt it had to be re-recorded, we'd re-record it. Um, and then that got mm -hmm. released. And then that just like, it's weird how people are. Like a lot of people didn't even have to hear my mixes. Like once they heard this, the guy working with these two guys, <laughs> those are big heavyweight names in the city. I'm down to work exactly. with you because you worked with them. There you go. Yeah. And a, a lot of business came from that, there you man. Go. And I, I've been like a one-man yep. show for a long time with that. I sublet the studio to some homies every now and again to let them do what they do. But um, now I'm five years pretty much going on six years running my own business. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it, I'm, I'm comfortable because now I can turn down work. Um, and, 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 you know, I don't got to be like, it's right. not like a wake up oh, dreading getting here. You know, you, th it's levels to it, too. You know, when you first yeah, start yeah. off, you're like, if somebody could pay me to make music, I'm let's go. You know, that's how, when I came out of Omega, I'm like, yo, if they they could pay me anything. I remember at, at, at that studio I worked at, when they would get a big name there, they would be like, who want to work the session? It, it was no pay. You know, I've worked with Freeway like that. No pay. T.I., oh, no pay. Philly. Uh, 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 Flo Rider, uh, Tyga, like all no pay, you know, like that. And we were like geeked to do it to yeah. the point where like when I started running my own business, I was like, you know, this ain't effective for me. Like what's... I need to get paid accordingly to be there. You know what I mean? Right. And so I, I've, I've turned down some, and I regret a lot of these sessions I've turned down because it'd be like when some of these artists be like not bubbling as crazy uh -huh. and I'll hear about one single, I'm like, oh, I ain't doing that garbage or whatever. I'm hating. <laughs> and I turned it down, you know? Um, and late, the one as of lately, like last, maybe like a year and a half ago, I turned down the baby and I turned down Lil Baby. Within like the oh, same, the same like Both month the too, because I was just like you know, I, I was just being like on some like one I don't feel I like getting up out of my know. bed, and two like mm -hmm. just like you know I just I it's was just, just like nah, yeah. you know yeah. I, I almost that was my ego in a way like I'm I am I mean, you know yeah. that's how I was looking yeah. at it, but bro. now you know you look you at human. it two years later you're like wow you know I look at like little baby now I'm like wow bro like yeah. I love when he's the biggest on records. 
He's he's probably he's probably next to like Drake. He's the biggest for real. Yeah, little baby. Yeah, yeah. little baby. Right, he's right there for real. Yeah, and I love Future the substance too. that he's putting out with with his bars and whatnot. And but he giving you like modern cadences, man. It's, it's yeah. fire. He's got a really dope vibe, and I overlooked it. I turned down Thugger too around that time too. Oh my god, because I was just in the zone. Yeah, dog. I was. Lunching, I ain't gonna lie. I was lunching. <laughs> like I was in a zone where I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm focusing on me. You know what I'm saying? Like no, that. No, no, I and I felt like I had a, a, enough big accolades under my belt where, like, I used to chase the accolade. I used to be like, who can I open for? Who can I do a tour right. with? Who can I right. do this with? To the point then where it was like, you know what? I'm more comfortable with, like, my base. You know, even with the podcast right. and talking about football, like, we're, we're pushing around 2,000 right now as far as mm -hmm. subscribers go. When I go feature on some of the bigger channels, I'm like, I don't like this. This, this is a little, like, yo, your comment section is mad toxic. <laughs> you, know, you, you got Philly yeah. fans who come over here to just hate and just talk junk on people who are Giants fans or people that are on a panel. And, they will. and you know they will. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm, mm -hmm. I like having that tight knit core. When when we log in and do our podcast, you know, we we do three podcasts a week during the football season. We do Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Wow. And when we log in, we do the shout outs in the beginning. I know everybody. You know, mm -hmm. I know everybody in that joint. And like. People have like sent us stuff, man. Like I, I my homie Nick the Wick sent me a Odell Beckham jersey signed by Odell. He just he was like, "Yo, do you have any memorabilia signed?" I was like, "Nope." He's like, "I'm about to send something right now." And I knew I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be an Odell jersey because I I cop for Odell all the time." Like Giants fans are like, "Yo, screw Odell, man. He a hothead." I'm like, "Yeah, but he's number two in every statistic as a New York Giant. He did it in five years." Mm. Mm. I ain't mad at that, man. Oh. Hey, so, so how how does how does one you know? Because pretty much like when you starting out and you doing music and you know, you're just doing for the love of it. But how does one turn, you know, a love for it into like a, a monetary thing? Like if you because shit is different. You can't like push it out your, your trunk anymore. You got to push it, you know, on streaming sites. Like how do you turn that into, you know, actual dollars in your account? You I, I mean, I just think you got to just study it. You know, you really got to study the game, study strategies, what people are doing. Um, For me, as of late and on the back of my wall, Nipsey Hustle, man, like when he did the thousand dollar album, I was mm. like, Man, this is nope. this is genius right here because you're maximizing it. You know, I, uh, nope. I was talking with Biscuit last night. We was at this little rehearsal, and he was like, you know, he was talking about how he used to sell the CD for ten, and he was begging people. It didn't matter who you were. You you didn't even have to be interested in his music. If you would pay for it, he would sell it to you. But what right. you do when you sell something for ten, you capping how much somebody could give you. So right. you know, I've been studying just uh str the streaming market since probably Drake came onto the scene, like and was like the not came onto the scene, like when Drake was becoming the most dominant artist in rap. And I feel like that was like around 2014, 2015 or something like yep, Um, I started studying streaming heavy and I, I'll never forget it. Tim came down the stairs because um, just up until like just a couple months ago, Tim used to live with me. He lived with me for like three years. We lived together. And he came down the stairs. He was like, bro, you know that they're like giving out platinum plaques for streams now? I, I was yeah, floored. Man. So a part of my break was, was about studying <laughs> streaming and studying the game. So... I did a couple projects under the whole, like, you know, I was one of the first people to hit iTunes. Like, I remember when I, when I dropped in 2015, I had a project called um, Silence is Gold and Ignorance is Platinum. And I was one of the first local artists where you could be like, yo, he's on iTunes. You know, like, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of people who was on iTunes back then. But I realized after that year was over, you go look at the revenue from it. And, you know, you got like maybe a couple hundred dollars in the account after a whole year. You, you know, no one can make a living off that. So... I started studying the other platforms that do streaming and seeing what platforms have large followings and large bases for the platform. You know, like kind of like how when you go to Facebook, there's however many billion users on there. And yeah. Bandcamp was one of the major, 
platforms for me to people who are like really still invested in trying to find a certain music. Like I saw a, a Reddit forum uh, today where somebody was like, they were feeling a certain way because they couldn't get to all the music that they wanted to on Bandcamp. And those are the kind of listeners you get on a platform like that. Now, they also open up a lot of features for artists. You know, you can tag your merch with it. You can release stuff. They're not tripping off. You know, um, you know when you send your music to a Apple and iTunes, title, all that stuff takes like three weeks. They got to clear it. They're looking yep. at your samples. They're trying to put a microscope on your music. Bandcamp's like, yo, put it out on your time. And the, the greatest feature they got, and I've done this for the last two projects, I recommend this to everybody making music right now on an independent level. And here it is good. They got something called Name Your Own Price. That's the way to release music. You name your own price. You put, and I, for me, I put it at zero. I don't, I don't want there to be a minimum. <laughs> yeah. I don't want there to be like $10 or more because then you're going you're gonna to shun people away who just want to hear it. So I, I name the price at zero or whatever you want to pay for it. And that's how I've been, I've been able to eat off music because your first week sales are going to just be crazy. And, and, and two, you're going to get people who are loyal supporters that are going to be like, you know what, I'm not paying him $5, $10 for this album. I'm going to drop a, a dub on this. I'm going to drop 100 on this. I had somebody drop 300 on the album. Just like, yo, keep doing you, you know? And first week sale, like I, I did the, um, and I did a 24-hour link this time. I said, because I, I noticed the attention is not on the music anymore. You know, people like, you, you see it so much with, with local and independent artists. It's like, yo, link in my bio, new album. First day, people are like, yo, it's dope, whatever, whatever. Three days later, nobody cares. So I was like, I'm going to flip it on my base. I'm going to make it where the only way you get the album is if you're paying attention to what I'm doing. You know, I'm going to drop it for a 24-hour link. Those people are going to get priority. They're going to get different things within the download. And you just got to think strategic. The first time I did it, I think the, the first day I dropped it, I had like a band in the account. With this one, four bands, the day I dropped it, you know, and I like being transparent with the numbers because artists get like discouraged, man. They're like, yo, I don't even know how I'm going to make money off this. They put it on iTunes. They've spent, you know, a year in the studio and nobody's buying it. But I think you'll find out who your true supporters are. You can tap into family members. You can tap into friends. Yeah. You, you know, it, there's yeah. so much more potential for it. And for me, I almost feel like I should have did it like I should have leaked it in pieces or something because I could have exhausted it more. But, um, you know, for me, it's like the money is always secondary. I want to make a mm -hmm. living off what I do. That's very important. That's why I opened up a studio. But at the same time, I want to help people do what they do, too. So when I drop projects, I just try to think of, like, strategic ways to keep people's ears involved in what I'm doing. Um, and, and down from fans, friends, to, to the producers. Like, I release all the stems to the project. Do what you want to yeah. do with it. Make beats to it. Look at my drums. You can look at my Pro Tools sessions, the plugins I use, the reverbs, the the limiters, the delays, how I mastered it, whatever. I, I leak every drum that I used on the production. Like, do what you do with this. This is how I used it. I even, I, I give you the loops that I created from it, the kick snare loop, the hi-hat loop, you know, <laughs> the bass line. Take it. Do what you want to do with it. And, and people are going to, you know, you give. The number one thing is bring value. A lot of artists don't bring value. Like, why should I listen to this and pay you any money? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm with that. All right, so if, if, if nobody got else any uh, questions, um, I want to hit you with like this this like new rapid fire thing I want to try out. Um, it's either All like right. a, a this or that type thing. I got you. Okay. All okay. right. Recording or performing? Which one? Performing. Okay. Howard mm -hmm. Theater or Fillmore? Fillmore. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mumble sauce on the wings or the side? 
Oh, I'm on the side type. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Will you not hear uh, Cali or New York? <laughs> ah, that's a good one. Okay. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to go New York. Got to go New York. Okay. Uh, if you could work with any artist, it would be blank. Uh, dead or alive? Uh, both. Okay, <laughs> so one of each. Uh, one of posthumous each. would be Jay Dilla, one thousand percent. Okay, oh, um, yeah, that's a good one. Damn, alive right now. Hmm. Ooh. Little baby, so you can apologize. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, because like a lot of it got to do with the the persona and the person too, you know. Um, yeah. Danny Brown. I'm gonna say Danny Brown. Danny Brown. Okay. Oh, like Danny. Yeah, yeah, Danny, yeah wow. Danny Brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. NPC. Mm, are oh, you already answered this? NPC or Fruity Loops? <laughs> Today, I'm gonna say if if I had to do it. <laughs> that's a good one that's a really good one because if i had to bring one thing it would be a laptop and fruit loops even though I, I don't even know how to work fruit loops right now but i'll figure it out <laughs> i know how to use them right but yeah i gotta go npc i gotta go okay. npc nostalgia vibes okay uh evans park or sligo creek evans park all day short short <laughs> basket short basket i'm dunking on the short basket <laughs> Uh, hey, more hey, Sligo <laughs> Creek, real quick yeah. on that one. Sligo <laughs> Creek, dog, you be on the side waiting to play for like five games, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you got more respect for the Cowboys or Washington football team? We ain't even including mm-hmm. the Eagles. Washington, Washington football team. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. If I was, if I was here. If I was here, we would have had the whole NFC East. <laughs> right, right, right. For real. Uh, what would you want out of the uh, DMV music scene as of right now? Unity. Just one thing. Unity? Okay. Unity. Yeah, again, I feel like we had it around 2010 to like 2014. Um, okay. And I think the internet kind of screwed it up. Okay. And last question yeah. is, uh, user uh, submitted jump. What's more important, engineer or equipment? 1,000% the engineer. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, one yeah, thousand. Equipment that. makes things happen faster. You know, if you got a if you got a fire preamp, you know, going into an interface, it's gonna make it easier. You're not gonna have to do, you know, a bunch of carving out EQ, a bunch of notch filtering, trying to get out room resonance and all that stuff. Um, engineer and the room. Hmm. Sound, yeah, that is important, yeah. yeah, acoustics, man. Get rid of those echoes. Do what you gotta do. Go to Walmart, buy a bunch of blankets, put them up on the walls, have carpet on the floor, no tile. No drywall, you know, no yeah. hardwood panels, none of that stuff. Because the reflections, if you hear them in the room, you're going to hear them on the record. Okay. That's yeah, true. Man. That's a bit. I think we covered everything. We, this was so fucking yeah, informative. Man. This was informative out of, you know. Hey, that, that's the beard right there. That's yeah. Tim uh, with the uh, Evans Park with the exclamation mark. Shout out my homie the beard one time, man. Evans Park, <laughs> yeah. You already know. You already know. You already know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him up in there. <laughs> hey, yeah. look. Hey, Remy, please look. One time when we was like, let me see. You probably like five years younger than me or something like that, right? But one time when I was probably like, I think I think I was like 17 or 18 when you moved around my hood or something like that, right? Mm. 
I seen you at Evans Park hooping, and I like had like an outer body, like yo, that looked just like me, bro. <laughs> 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 I, was hey, like, yo, like, I was like, that's what they saw when I was out there shooting, yo. Like you wasn't really shooting, man. I was out there, bro, daily. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. We was out there yeah, all the cool. time. All yeah, the they time. don't know you a true yeah. hooper, bro. That's, that's facts. Right. Oh yeah. no, I know it. Yeah, <laughs> I seen that shit. First those hand. who know, those who know, know. But yeah, yeah man, if you know, you know. Yeah. I appreciate young. I appreciate you know all the hey, enlightenment on the on the album, the 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 process, the podcasting, just the yeah, you are a a media you know sound guru. So I appreciate everything, and we definitely gonna keep in close to contact. You know how to you know sharpen you know tighten things up and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. But, yeah. You, you already we know gotta get him in on the uh, we gotta get him on the fantasy football this year, man. Oh yeah. yeah, ooh yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. That, yeah. that'd be nice. Sure. That'd be yeah, nice. Yeah, no, man. We, uh, me and the beer, we do a fantasy football show. One of the three shows we do, um, during the week is on Saturdays. It's called the Parlay. Um, we did it at 11 a.m. Uh, last year, um, on Sunday morning or was it Saturday? I think it was Sunday morning actually. I think it was Sunday okay. morning. But um, where we just kind of like chop it up and give great fantasy advice. We be. Yo, we study this. We be in it, and, and the beard uh, is I, definitely I, like fantasy NFT. Yeah, uh, car breaks, all of that stuff. Here we go. Yeah, yep. Same. Yeah, not for trade. Yeah, we need to know some more info on that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's chop it up, man. Y'all can pull up. It's yeah. a very laid back vibe, man. Um, and yeah, y'all, all y'all are welcome to, to pop up on the show anytime, man. Are y'all? Uh, is everybody NFC East fan on the panel? Oh yeah, so, you know what. Yeah, except for that guy right there. He's still it's in the bad. region, though. Right, right. Yeah. He know us all though. But uh but yeah, um, I appreciate yeah, I'm, I'm right round of applause, you know. Hey, man, 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 man. Keep killing shit, man. We're gonna keep you, man. Yeah. I appreciate y'all. Right, y'all too, man. Keep doing it up. Yep. Hell yeah. I all love right. the videos too, man. I love all the right. videos. I was gonna say that the more you made it so simple, like that's why I like when you be having like the subtitles and shit, like, hey damn, thanks for letting me chill at the crib, shit like that. Yeah, dog, you can relate to everybody with that. I'm like, Thank yo, you, more man. people should do shit like that. Yeah, no, that shit was wavy. <laughs> Thank you, bro. That that was a task. It. That was a task shooting up shooting uh myself. That was it was definitely a task. <laughs> but I had, I had it a came out good that. though. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Good. I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Yeah. And thanks for having me on, man. I definitely appreciate y'all, man. Y'all keep oh, it up, dang. man. It's a, it's a fire fire podcast. I love the vibes here, man. And I'll, I'll come back. Y'all want me to come back through with Chop It Up again? You know I'm down. For sure. Definitely. Definitely. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. All right. Yeah, appreciate you. Appreciate y'all. Y'all be easy, yo. All right. All right, man. All right, then. All right. Oh, yeah. Good little segment. All right, fellas. Yep. All right, fellas. So, uh, yeah. Now that we got, you know. Business out the way. A little steam rolling. A little steam rolling. How you feel, Simo? I'm feeling Gucci. I'm feeling Gucci. I ain't here for you in a little while. You got anything on your mind, brother man? What you mean? What, what's on my mind? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you always with the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say, dog. What you talking about? What you talking about? Hmm. Let's see. Let's try to see. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Oh, uh, oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, now I was going to say uh, the... I, I wasn't gonna name drop the joint anyway, but <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, authentic was talking about the um the the joint he was at in DC. Is it is it what I think it is over there by uh by HU? What you mean? Yeah, you talking about, talking about yeah. the old spot? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He talking about that joint. Yeah, okay. yeah, talking about that. Yeah. 
He talked about that. I was like, Everybody been through there. Shit, Reba even came through there one time. Oh, yeah, Shaw Reba. Another, uh, I guess. Reba. Yeah. She was on the podcast. I'm at Couple of folks. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's like the go. That's was the go-to spot for a minute. Yeah, just cause prime location and all that. Oh, yeah. right there. Yeah. All right. And so you can just walk up in there and blaze. But go ahead. So um, I don't know. Let's. I don't know. I think I'm going like any money mode this type shit right now. Uh. Mm, mm. Start with the. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. This is getting dangerous. Or the army of the dead yeah. one. Fuck it. For the purposes. Nah, right, yeah, let's let's yeah. let's keep it dangerous. Uh Kylie and Travis Scott, right? Kylie and Travis Scott. Um mm-hmm. said they back together, but not they didn't say it, but media yeah. outlets said they back together, but it's an open relationship. Then she came back and said, you know, this is not true. You know what I'm saying? They try and guard this shit. They try and make the brand cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's not my importance of, you know, bringing up this topic. My importance is if you were in an open relationship, how would you even make it work? Like, how does how does somebody make an open relationship work? I don't think you can, man, when it's open. I, I, I don't know either. You got to have a lot of trust in you to be able to do that and like just security. Like I don't I don't know how you make it work. I don't know about all that trust shit, but it's just like, <laughs> I, I'm not that's my booty dog. I'm not sharing that joint. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not I'm not sharing my woman with nobody, dog. What the fuck? That don't even make no sense. Not. That don't even make no type of sense, dog. What what what, what type of society do we live in that I'm gonna share my 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 come on dog? And it's like, what is the benefit of that shit, man? You just gonna have you gonna be able to do what you want, and then still just come back to the same person, and they just know or whatever. Like, I, I don't understand. I just don't understand the dynamic of that shit. Yeah, I think I think it's just people that want a commitment from somebody that they know gonna always be there, but they just still want to fuck other people. I think that's yeah, really I mean, what that shit is about. And and how to make it work, I don't know, because you know when you. Sex, that's uh, energy exchange. You know what I'm saying? It really, so it's only but so long that so you're going to be my, fucking with other people until those, that energy starts going outside your relationship. You know, it's only, right. only but so mm-hmm. fucking long. So I don't, I don't, I don't get that. And, it, and it even just, that, like, like you work. said, like you said, transferring those different energies back and forth like that, I don't know how you mm-hmm. how you make that shit work either. Like, uh, yeah. And, 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 and like you said, the me- it, it could be like a media ploy or whatever. But as far as um, I ain't doing that shit. Know that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like I I feel like you know not even you know not even related to to Kylie and uh, Scott Travis Scott, but like in general, like how does it work for some other people? You know, in Hollywood or wherever. You know what I'm saying? How does it work? And I I feel like. You gotta. It's gotta be some type of disconnection. You know what I'm saying? It's gotta be some type of like I don't want. It has get, to be. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't really care what you do. So like, you go ahead do <laughs> you, and then you come home, and I'm fine with it. Like it's gotta be some type of like. You know what I'm saying? I don't really fuck with mm-hmm. you like that. So, so yeah. like, I just want to see you. You know what I'm saying? I just want to see you mm-hmm. when I get home. Like that. 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 But that. 
that doesn't sound like a genuine relationship. Yeah, it yeah. don't. Yeah. But I, I think a lot of times, even that whole yeah. idea of open relationships, uh, at least on the mainstream level, that shit probably came from celebrities and just watching shit that shit in Hollywood yeah. and just going out and about. You don't really meet people in open relationships. But um, I think maybe a lot of reason why that shit happens is because these relationships, a lot of these Hollywood relationships don't be real. They be business moves. You know what I'm saying? Point. So they, mm-hmm. they they might show each other. It's like, just in case you see me with somebody else, we're going to yeah. tell y'all this is an open relationship. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think deep down inside they be having like real love and real connectivity. Right. It just be business moves. Right. You know? Yeah, it's all that's business, what I think it, It's all business. You just spoke to We just shit J-Lo and A-Rod, man. That was a whole business. Yeah, that shit was the whole business. Bro, I don't know that from the beginning. As yeah. soon as I seen that I shit, I was like, oh, this is a business shit. move, bro. Like, like, they're now together in a beach house, that like, after just that last week. Yeah, A Rod was just last week taking her back to the first place they had dinner and shit. Right. Like, right. like, yo, I just be like, damn, that's just. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. cold. That's cold, man. But don't, don't you think. You don't think the makeup, the breakup is like a whole rollout for some of these people? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes like, remember that um that girl, Summer Summer Walker? She made that whole song. She like broke up with her boyfriend or some shit. The producer, um, so, uh, what's his name on the track? Some London, on the track. I know. And uh, mm-hmm. then they like, yeah, London on the track. Then she dropped the song right after the breakup. Then they got right back together and shit like that. So <laughs> I feel like you know this just might be a move. This just might be like a, just a whole Hollywood like you know pulling people in. Oh, the breakup, you go. Click on your on your Instagram. You look at read the article. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like just drawing attention to themselves. That's that's why I think a lot of that shit be about. Okay, but what, what? Okay, but how does the regular degler make something like that work? It, I think like the moment you like, I don't think you can, bro. You, you don't got enough money. Exactly, but like the moment you, you like money. you 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 want to say you in a relationship, you like kind of like punting. You like okay, this is not going to work. You know what I'm saying? We can try to make this open relationship thing hang for a little bit, but in the end, it's not going to work because somebody's going to be slighted at the end. Mm-hmm. More than more likely, yeah, than not, that's true. More likely than not, for real, it's going to be the dude. The dude go. I mean, unless you like, yeah, it's it's gonna be the dude. you need money or you either a pimp. You need money or you a pimp. That's it. Yeah, it's so going to be the dude because the female I mean, have I, way more options. Regular, Fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I saw uh, it's a dude. It's a dude I follow on. Then it's not a relationship for y'all. Just fucking. It's not a relationship. Y'all just fucking. It's a it's a dude on, on YouTube I follow. He a whole he was a, a whole swinger. Him and his wife married his like wife wife took his last name and um you know he was okay with other dudes fucking his wife, but they broke up because she was fucking without <laughs> telling him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm just like, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, bro, at that point, you know, she, yeah, you fuck, I don't know. I don't see how now you want to feel weird. violated. Weird. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's what I'm saying. I'm confused too. So now they 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 now because he found out she was fucking and didn't tell him. It's like, but bro, you already be letting niggas smash your wife. Yeah, you I don't, I don't, but you gotta know the nigga. You already you you you, you watch open the door. You open. No, he knew the nigga. He knew the nigga. Look, look, but look, that he knew the nigga. And he knew the nigga was all had smashed his wife before. It's just the fact wow. that they did it without him knowing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, this nigga had already smashed his wife. Yeah, and that's the thing he didn't know so that many. time. That's control right there, then. Yeah, that's the only thing I hear, nigga. That's the only thing. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that makes a difference, bro. 
I don't know how people do that. Shit. Yeah. I'll be I'll be uh, confused by the rules. I'll be but confused I, I, by the rules. I like, can't even yeah, I I don't even speak that language. I don't get it. Like I don't, I don't know if y'all know um, I agree with this. Some open relationships have I mean, I I Honestly, yeah, because you you're not gonna be second guessing having shit in the back of your head. Everything's gonna be out in the open up front. I I, I think that could be beneficial on that kind of. Uh, I mean, I, I I think you need to define healthier. Like only only I mean, I guess healthier is just not not um not catching feelings and not not arguing. I guess because you already know what you know, you already know what the plan is. I don't know. Shit, what I, that I means. was thinking healthier communication just because everything's out in the open up front. Like there is yeah, that's no, what I'm saying. No boundary. Like I thought that was what's gonna make it healthier because you ain't got you ain't think about nothing. That, you know everything. You know who that's, I want to mess with. Though, think, you know who. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think I think part of uh, the part that makes it like, well, I guess you would say it makes it healthier is because you know it's like when you're not having a real relationship with somebody, there's no your feelings ain't as involved. You're not going to take shit as personal, so it's like more free, more freedom. It's like a more light um, relationship rather than the person that you actually have a real relationship with. That shit is mm-hmm. a lot deeper. It's a lot heavier. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I guess th- it would come across as being healthier because there's less responsibility in an open relationship that rather than when you actually have a real one. It, it, yeah. it takes more work. It takes more work to have a real relationship on both sides rather than somebody that's just in an open relationship. Because at the end of the day, y'all know this shit ain't real. Y'all just fucking having a good time. And then when it's yeah, over on, you yeah. go deal with carry that baggage on to the person that's at fucking home because that's kind of their job to deal with the baggage and then you go to your <laughs> open relationship, have a good time, and then you come back yeah. home and you deliver your baggage to your partner. Exactly. That's really what that should be, and that sucks you know too because so, the other person. I think I think the honeymoon I, shit. Yeah. Uh, but ain't that kind of crazy? It's like it's like the person where you have less responsibility for is the person you have more fun with. Ain't that weird? Oh that's kinda, yeah, that's a good that's bar. Kinda, you know, ain't that yeah. kind of strange? That's that's kind of. Oh, but the, is that is that a level of uh, I guess selfishness within people? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, man, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because you have more freedom with that other person. Because you're not, because you're not committed. Because you don't have to care as much. Yeah, right. You don't have to care, like you, you said. Yeah. So, I mean, mm. yeah. Boy, that's a that's a tricky bag right there. It's tricky. It's tricky. <laughs> if you think about, I'm, I'm gonna just if you bring really up, think I'm about a- it. It, it, man, that's tough. That's it's, tough. It's tricky. I'm gonna bring up Ti. I'm gonna bring up Ti and Tiny too, right? Because they just oh, okay. got they just got in uh, in the media. Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> with, yeah, they just got they, they was in it. The, they literally bring oh, they bring they bring people back to you know to their to mm-hmm. their. But that's not that's not an open relationship, right? Their quarters. Yeah, it is. That's the thing. That's it, all. It, yeah, they, that, that's swinging. They, they no, bring that's them back. Like, that's parlaying. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, they fucking people together. Yeah, but it's yeah, not like but, it's not like four. But all, it's three. They having threesomes and shit. Yeah, but also, um, they, think, they actually have said they also have said that they if they agree with each other, then they have a pass. So it's like it's is is that's that's where I'm like, yo, hmm. it's like all of the rules. It just stipulate. It's like whoever wants to create the rule and y'all agree yeah. with it. Is that's what it is, and and then if somebody, yeah, if somebody crossed Mm -hmm. the line, then oh, I'm done with you. But it's just the rules are so thin. It just it doesn't make it doesn't it just doesn't. They're they're thin, so you can dictate that shit. 
Like just so you, just like That's you said, any little That's any little thing. Nope, you're right. out of there. I don't even go fuck you. Shit. Right, we said right. this, but you did that. I don't care. Like, right. yeah, man, that's all that shit is. <laughs> that shit is just not being, just not wanting to be responsible for another person. I think that's the root of all that shit for real. And you know what I'm saying? When one year cake and eat it too. As simple as that. Yeah, you know? I don't even know if that like, would, I don't know, man. I don't even know if that'll satisfy the urge. That might make shit worse of uh, being able to fuck it, with I feel like it only can fuck with. Yeah, yeah like and and I still like come back. Worse, I don't see. I don't see no positivity coming. I don't see no positivity because, but it's only for so long to somebody gonna catch feelings outside that relationship. It's right. only but so long. But even you know even saying? even morally, it's though, damn near impossible. Even morally, if I like love you, I'm not gonna put you through that shit. Like goddamn, <laughs> like I ain't about to just keep doing this shit for the rest of our lives. <laughs> and if and if she know you, know. she gonna know like you know your your tendencies and what you like. She be like, oh, you with that bitch? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or yeah. or you just walking by? Out. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she nope. know your she know your type. She know you know what I'm saying. Uh, you know <laughs> your signals, all all that shit. That shit is not nah. Even I think, when other women I think are once coming you, on to you, yeah. Once you like commit to like an open relationship you kind of like punting at that point you know what i'm saying like you saying yeah, like I you agree. know what i mean fuck the current situ- situation i'm in you know what i'm saying if it works it works if it don't it don't yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. like yeah this yeah. that's kind of what it sounds mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. Like, one foot you, in, i'm kind of in the door one foot out the door, right <laughs> pretty <laughs> yeah. much yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> until yeah. it's and and but the thing is like when the when the uh when the dynamic changes on you, how are you going to react? Like you, the one, like say you like propose the open relationship idea and then she like, okay, I'm cool with it. And then she kind of flip it on you and she started doing her own thing. Like what I you going to do? Like you gonna be like, I don't care. Or, you know what I'm saying? You're going to keep doing your thing. But if you're going to keep doing your thing, you, y'all both might as well be doing your thing instead of like, you know, meeting in the middle. That, it just sounds weird to me. I don't know. <laughs> right, man. Yeah. Cause you know, once that attention goes, you're gonna start caring more. That attention ain't on you no more, nigga. Like, and I and, and that I feel like that that be hard for sometimes. Uh, well, I don't want to say all dudes to do, but like just letting your woman be able to go off and you know have a choice of doing that shit, not being secure with who you are. And you know, um, they got all the choices for real. That's why I said there's way up. more options. It's Lined way up. more. They, they don't even they have to do shit. They don't even have to do anything, honestly. <laughs> They've been waiting they for you to fuck up. They've been waiting for you to fuck up. It's a nigga. I'm gonna benefit all that. It's a nigga right there in the, in the closet, hanging up on the goddamn <laughs> right now. glass rack, just like this, just waiting to be yep. taken off. The just waiting, <laughs> like, just yeah. waiting. It's a nigga that sweeps a lot every morning at her job. Just waiting, just, just waiting. They're everywhere. The yeah. Starbucks nigga, on, all these motherfuckers. It don't matter. <laughs> Starbucks. Yeah. The options, the options are real for women, man. I don't yeah. think dudes be realizing that shit. Yeah, a girl can literally go out to a club and and get. Picking. All of her drinks yeah. paid for. Right. She don't have to spend nothing. Nothing. And she, she run get... in the post office yeah. real in some jogging gear and get looks. Like not even do Easy. shit. That's what I mean. Easy. It's, <laughs> it's real. So that's why I'm like, nah, I ain't, I ain't taking that option. I, I know what's out there. But for real, from my from my my perspective, I kind of feel like the online shit is even even more uh have even more options than just going out because. I think yeah. we've had this conversation before. Like, I don't feel like dudes approach did. females on the streets as, as much as they did back in the day. Nope. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like uh, I feel like right. that online shit is probably more where they be at. That, you know that DM dynamic. That DM yep. shit. It's like yeah, we do. 
We so, spoke to that too. Yeah, a long yeah, grenade. Like, and it's funny too, because like chicks will even speak to this. I'm sure y'all go ahead and leave this in the comments. It'll be niggas at the club. We'll find you on Instagram after the fucking club and holler at you in the DM. <laughs> Won't even holler at you yeah. in the club. Like shit be wild. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, you're right. It does. It's easier for them to uh. To, to do more of that regular yeah. shit behind a mask. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. there's no repercussion for real. Yeah. Wow. Easily, easily accessible. Yep. 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 That shit too. What's man. the, uh, I don't, I don't know what it's called, but I, I seen like a joint on the, uh, on, on IG or whatever. This dude was driving his car or whatever and he was trying to send, uh, some girl his, um, his, the, the girl that was driving in front of him or whatever, he's trying to send him, send her his contact. I don't know what the fuck this shit's called or whatever. But he, he was trying to send that shit. Like, I, I don't know what the shit's called. Yeah, man. That should be crazy. Even, man, yeah. Mm. Just another way to communicate, though. I'm, but um, since, since we're on this sex topic right now, let's switch it up a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. What's something you wish you knew about sex before you started having it? And what's some advice you would give your kids? You know, clearly we 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 season now. You know what I'm saying. So we have a lot of uh, uh, experience. So what do y'all think is something that we can, um, you know, teach our kids, or you know, just something that you didn't know that you know now? Oh man, uh... <laughs> that is okay. We get married. We get married. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna fucking say. Boy, that's okay. <laughs> When am I getting married? Is that what you gonna say, Marcus? No, I said. No, wait I was gonna to say I would tell my kids to wait till they wait. I tell they I would tell my kids to wait till they get married. And, and the reason why I was saying that too is just because like uh, some of them sex experiences be crazy, man. You might get something you don't even expect that you thought you were gonna get. You don't want, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Um, shit seems sweet until it's not. <laughs> nah, not all the time. Even even <laughs> it's funny because like you know. You look at yourself, man. Your performance not it might not even be what you thought it was supposed to be. Shit like that. It's all it's so it's some psychological shit with that. But um like but I, I said, I, I would I would just say take my like it's all right to take your time. I used to always like when I first started, you know, the fastest, you know, gotta get them pumps and strokes and shit like that, wear it out. But now nah, like I feel like the more <laughs> oh, you he's talking about. He talking about actual fucking. I thought he was speaking about responsibility. This nigga talking about. Dude, yeah. hey, uh, that is hilarious, bro. That is funny shit. Even <laughs> when I saw the question, I said that I was like, "Oh man, it's about to be a night." <laughs> uh, I thought we were just a time, young man. Nah, dog. Take your time. Oh. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, just in general, I think I think sex does uh, create a lot of complications. Like as far as what I would tell my kids. Is, you know, a, yeah, lot like, of, a lot of jadedness. Yeah, emotionally. You know I'm saying stuff. definitely comes from bad, bad experiences. Yeah. Uh, you know, girl, you know, she grew up, niggas lied to her, niggas told her this, niggas told her that, had sex with her, didn't talk to her again. Now she fucked up her whole perspective, jaded, because she got caught up in the moment of lust. If she woke, waited till she got married, 
and waited to, for a nigga to you know make that real commitment to her then none mm -hmm. of that jadedness none of that pain would even exist you know what i'm saying because now you already too. committed to the person before you you had sex so i feel like a lot of trauma that people uh develop in their you know years while they're you know i guess growing you know a lot of that trauma comes from just you know bad experiences um with with sex and emotions and connectivity and all that shit. so you're right relationships right yeah and i think i think starting to starting too early kind of changes your mind shifts too right so like when you are in high school and you got that on your mind when you you trying to figure out who you are like that's that mm -hmm. that ain't that ain't good either so you know i i would even say high school might be too early mm -hmm. yeah. I would yeah, say get, for, get into this your is career. For, for your, for your focus on your daughter? education. Focus on your future. Focus on your future. Focus yeah. on all the important shit. You know what I'm saying? Then when you get to where you want to be and like find somebody that's gonna accept you for who the fuck you are, gonna love you for who you are, have a baby, have children with them, and boom, you ain't gonna have no jadedness, no negative fucking perspective of the opposite sex because you ain't never been hurt before. None of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like do the important shit first, and then when you have your kids, you're not gonna be nice. 19 years old with a child struggling, you know, begging right. for your parents' help. You want to fucking already have your shit established. And when that baby come into the world, they ain't got to ask for shit. You know what I'm saying? That's all just by good decision making. Yeah. So I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's why I, I would that's, tell them to wait. You know what I'm saying? That's what, I, yeah, that was the, one of the first things I was going to say. Don't, don't lay with nobody you can't envision yourself having a baby with. That's true, so, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Go one. You don't, you don't <laughs> never know, you know, what can get past the goalie. So. <laughs> exactly. Especially when you're in the heat of the and, moment. And I even just that sometimes, yeah, and you gotta take your time, young, because I've seen a lot of times dudes and just just growing up, you know, I've seen a lot of dudes they they have babies and they, they, they her and the, him and the girl be great. As soon as that baby come, you know what I'm saying? Relationship, yeah. Go, you know what I'm saying? Down the fucking drain. You're so right. You gotta know who you impregnating because. Sometimes you know women will switch <laughs> as soon as that baby come out. I've, I've seen a lot of relationships go down. I've seen a lot of relationships go down. So, and I've seen a lot of pay know, stubs, smart, and that man. should do not look pretty. Yeah, that oh yeah, that, 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 happen, uh, that, that child old, support is ugly. Yeah, that should not look pretty. Yeah. Ugly. Mm -hmm. Another thing mm -hmm. I would say is a, a lot of like bad bitches you be chasing, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? You know, dimes, whatever. You know what I mean? they don't got the the best coochie so like you chasing like a false you know what i mean <laughs> you putting the person yeah. on a pedestal that's what i'm saying <laughs> so like yeah, oh, don't yeah, do that go. definitely don't do that exactly everything that glitter ain't good you, you just imagining every scenario and you making the chase it may not be your, your best intention but that's that's what you want you place it on yeah. the pedestal and then when you get there you be like damn that's it so yeah yeah it, it may it not be it wasn't even as good as you thought it was going the to juice be. may not be worth the squeeze <laughs> if you follow what i'm saying <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's real yep. so, yep. all right the thirst for the chase might be cut short mm -hmm. <laughs> that one and then yeah and marcus you were also saying like you know what i mean once you do hit and it's not even gotta be what you know you know actually you know plant anything but a lot of times when you do hit shit change like she could have been a friend and then now shit change or accomplice yes. and, and shit change so you know what i'm yeah. saying if, if you I want mean, that beef or yeah. that traction you might not want to do that you might not want to mess up dynamic because now you lost a friend you know what i'm saying shit got weird 
Yeah, that's real. He, he got emotional. They got, got like way more of an attachment. Sex is powerful. Yeah, man. Especially so for women. Shit just be playing around with women, dog. Especially for women. Yeah, that's a connection. You know what I'm saying? Especially, especially what they get out. Like that's for them to create a whole nother life too. So I don't even, even though you know they might fuck around all that shit. In the foundation of it, that shit is not light. <laughs> at the end yeah. of the day, yeah. So that- so that's another that's another thing um relating to to Remy. Uh don't believe somebody when they say I got good coochie. It's casual. Nah, when they say it's just <laughs> casual. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And, and I don't yeah. want yeah. and I don't want oh, a relationship. Because after you have sex with them, mm-hmm. they gonna expect some type of relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like still want that all, at least. It, it always yeah. it always <laughs> happens. If you any type of decent dude out here, it's gonna mm-hmm. happen to you. Mm-hmm. That ain't the truth. Speaking on speaking on being a decent dude, don't don't be don't be one of these ones that when you when you do uh have a baby out of wedlock or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Don't be out here like Oh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't marry this twin. You know what I'm saying? I can't marry this. I don't know about marrying this twin. I'm gonna be locked down forever. You already locked down. You already locked down. You already got a baby. Like, I, don't I, don't, I don't understand how some of these families that be out this place. But it's important, man, because like I. Man, it's important because at the end of the day, man, like that that person you decide to have that baby with, that's going to affect that child that's coming out. You know what I'm saying? You want to have a peace, mm-hmm. uh, cohesive, peaceful environment for that baby. If you that's just true. like like y'all was saying, if she bad and, and, and y'all have sex, she get pregnant and she might have like you might have got caught up in all that lesson, how good she look. And now, she, you know, you got the woman from hell and then mm-hmm. you got to raise a child with this woman and that's going to put the child at a disadvantage. You know true. what I'm saying? True. So you got to yeah. be smart. You got to really know who you dealing with, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's some real mm-hmm. shit. You know, a lot of and, and then when you nah, know we get is. so caught up in and all this, all that we get so 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 much sex, you know what I'm saying? That it's like a horny ass society. So people that's don't even be is, thinking man. past the fucking. Like they just think about what they want in that moment. And it, there's so many damn fucked up, you know, family environments just because of some lusty shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now kids gotta suffer because of that shit. You know, so, that's true. I forgot what comedian that was. He was like, I don't even look for like sexy chicks. I'll, I'll be asking about their high school record. Like, what, what sports you play in high school? Mm-hmm. What, what you do in college? <laughs> like, he's like, I'm t- I be trying to develop athletes and shit. I don't even care about that, <laughs> no, none of that. He's like, I just want to know, like, what your, what your health is like. I don't even care about none of that. But you know what's that, but I'm like, funny, that's though? real though. That, that, but that's funny though, because that's what. That's real. That's what LeVar yeah. Ball said when he chose his wife. He said he he literally went out to seek a tall woman that that that, that, that <laughs> was going to be hard on, the, on hard on his sons. He was like, I want a woman that's going to be tall and that she's not going to be soft on him. She's going to get on like and, and knows. He said, I want a tall woman who knows the, the game. Like that's what that was his criteria. For, you know what I'm saying? Like the nigga had a vision. Yeah, he knew yeah, what he, he wanted, did you know though. Never lost. Manifested a whole lot. Yeah, he came through with his literally. <laughs> He envisioned his two sons before they was even born. He had a plan before these boys was conceived. He already knew what they was going to be. Like, that's crazy right, right there. And he was an athlete. That's too. how niggas supposed to move. You got to move like that. Allegedly. You know, you got yeah, like to Yeah, yeah half an athlete. Allegedly. So do you think, like, you had to get, like, all, all the fucks out? Like, if <laughs> like if you're saying it like that, like, uh, I, I don't I, know. I, I would say... <laughs> 
I would say getting all the fucks out, I think it's all about what you consume. Like, if you constantly, like, doing shit that can make you thinking about fucking all the time, then that's where your mind going to be. You got to kind of, like, yeah. put your mm. focus in other places and shit. Yeah. You know? If you're too busy, yeah. Yep. That is true. I could agree. Because they agree. even say, like, like, dudes who watch, when you watch porn all the time, it's like, it kind of, like, trains your mind to just see women the same way. So you're walking through a fucking hallway and you're already thinking all the pornographic moves right. you're going to do to this woman. And you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> And you not even like you know right. it might not it might be the nicest you know what I'm saying you not right. even thinking of her like oh is she nice mm, or blonde mm, you know yeah but, but you remember <laughs> you, you remember <laughs> there you go right you remember that one uh Chris Rock stand up he was talking about that shit he's like man I had a jack I used to jack off like I had a problem he's like yo she had to be Asian thick bent over and now just to get my dick to move but he was saying he, but, but he was saying he, 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 but that's what that he was saying. Like, you know, though, for real. No, yeah, it, he yeah. was he was watching that shit so yeah. much he couldn't get stimulated. Anymore. Yeah, like he yeah. Was stimulated. Yeah, that was my whole point of that shit. Like, so, but I, I feel him on that because you ever watched that movie with a uh, Jordan Lovett where he's just like a porno, like he's uh, like addicted. Don to John, porno. Don John. Yeah, he's like addicted yeah. to the porno. Yeah, but that's how it be. Like he's not even in tune with reality. Like the the. The, the woman yeah. that actually like really loves him and like wants to relate. He just focus on the like, porn star. Yeah, get, dog on the clock, like right. timing that shit. But that's what I mean. Like you could get into that whole type of that shit can control you because giving you everything you want. Mm. So I can see how that shit yep. be dangerous too. Yeah, porno crazy, bro. That's it. I get. I know niggas is addicted out here on that shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. These nasties they dropping these days. Good lord. <laughs> I know niggas out here just <laughs> quarantined up and shit too. It's probably been I, I want to see the percentage of that shit. I bet you've been crazy over quarantine. Well, like pregnancy. I bet you, yeah, nah, just a spike in pregnancy, porno, all that porno. stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. OnlyFans, all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. OnlyFans, Pornhub, all them. I bet you they their stock is going all the way up. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's subscriptions, like yeah. True. Yeah. yeah, I know that shit's crazy. But it's real. Sex sells, man. That's like the number one seller. Mm-hmm. Sex. <clears throat> okay. So uh, I could say, uh, all right, let's jump on this. Uh another thing that probably jumped up is, you know, uh drug, you know, usage, you know, self-medication, all type shit like that. But I don't know if anybody seen this in last week in the news, but um a study has shown <clears throat> Tylenol and a lot of over-counter drugs reduces your empathy. <laughs> wow, for people? Yeah. Or just uh, just yeah, in general. Yep. Study shows Tylenol reduces your ability to feel empathy for others. It's pretty much hmm. the uh, I don't know how to say the word. I mean, you always see it on like bottles and and sedamethin and hmm. and sedamethin. Okay, yeah. And sediment, yeah, is <laughs> a lot of like over kind drugs, but it reduces your empathy for others. Like, how do y'all feel about that? We've been taking this shit for a brick, you know. I mean, Advil, you know, all my uh, life. This is all like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I never took this. Really Dayquil, hey, Dimetap. Hey, wasn't there? Um, I remember a movie we watched some years back at Brian's house one time and it was about like this dude or lady. I can't remember. She was like taking some sort of medications and she ended up killing her husband. Y'all remember, and she couldn't feel it. Like the the medication oh, made her was, numb uh, to the point where she. Oh, like, with Jude Law, you know uh, what I'm talking about, right? Because we watched it together. It we watched. Cat, it, we it all like, watched uh, that shit together. It was, it was it was, at Brian's uh, house. We all. Uh, uh, 
Channing Tatum and uh Catherine Zeta Jones and Oh uh, yeah, that's uh yeah. side effects, side effects. What was the name? Great. Side yeah, effects. that's, side that's effects. the one. Yeah. That's the side one. Effects. Yeah. It's pretty much yeah. It's pretty much was explaining the same thing we're talking about though, where like it, it got to the point where she didn't feel nothing. I think it was anti antidepressants to the point where like it just shut her emotions mm-hmm. off. So I think she ended up like killing her husband and didn't even and feel nothing. Didn't right. realize she yep. like she had no connectivity to it. Yeah. Damn, that's a good plug. Oh my god. I wonder if that's happened again. Probably. Yeah, I'm sure. Especially now. But no, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure those those I, you you know those drugs from those commercials where like like it show people like running through flower beds and shit, and then they'll talk about like oh, this will make you sleepwalk. See uh, Alice. Uh, watch out for <laughs> suicide. Yeah, like, uh, suicidal uh, thoughts. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's suicidal thoughts yep. and all that other shit. Um, I feel like those medications are probably some of the joints that probably really be doing that shit to people because I'm sure a lot of them joints be like antidepressants anyway. So yeah, I'm sure that shit does happen. Oh yeah, those are crazy. Yeah, but, but they uh, sound I'm, like I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised, active. man. The active ingredient in this particular study was ans ansemetif and help me out, Paul. Ansemetifin. Ansemetifin. But but the thing is, like uh, ansemetifin is is a lot of times coded in like um Percocets now. That, yeah, like that five, it is. Five three two five mm. to you know help people. You know what I mean? It's not that yep. stronger dose, but it's kind of like that lighter dose, but it's coded in that shit. Don't ask me hmm. how I know, but okay. yeah, but it's coded <laughs> in that mean. shit. Yeah. Hey, I did, I did, I did research on that shit. I'm crazy. It's crazy that you brought that up because mm-hmm. ansetamidifin actually affects people differently, and some people aren't supposed to take it because it, it's mm-hmm. almost like a um, it's almost like a uh, like a a mush a shroom. It's almost oh, like a shroom, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but, but because your chemical makeup actually mixes with the ansetamidifin. Yeah, in your brain. Wow, that makes sense now. Well, once you said that, it's crazy, bro. It's like <laughs> it's like. I think it's like 15 to 20 percent of the population are not they're not actually 25. supposed to be taking it um 25 yep. I yeah. yeah so that's wow. it's crazy yeah and that medical field be so feisty <laughs> wow yeah but that's like we were talking about like a couple of weeks ago like are we the uh genetically modified you know what I mean uh yeah are we anything yeah. now <laughs> Cause that shit gonna be doing that to me. But I don't think you're gonna, you're not gonna notice it like on every day. It's just like you know, what I mean, people that probably yeah. got, uh, you know, uh, studies or you know, yeah. so much other, it's so much other things. Yeah, your body is intaking. Like you've been taking in sugar, all types of other shit. That's like probably throwing your shit off in balance. The polluted air we're breathing in. Like everything, water from the plastic, like it's it's a whole bunch of dynamics on top of just that Tylenol shit. So yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, people, uh, people fucked up out here. Your food diet, your food diet, relate to it too. That too, it's oh, crazy. Yeah. Them reds, That's probably the biggest one. A lot of them reds, them red. What 40s. red meat? No, nah, yeah. the red, oh, yeah. red dyes, the red forty forty ones, and all that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. But do do you think this is deliberate? As far as empathy for your 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 fellow man. That seemed deliberate. Yeah, it I, does. I, I mean, why, why not? Because uh, just this social media in general, and you know, that shit creates a lack of empathy anyway. So, right, you know, you just seeing why you know, not? Why not throw throw it in the drugs? Throw it in the drugs. Why not? Right. <laughs> ten people, an, another ten people died in a month, and you know, what I mean, for a certain uh, circumstance, you know, whatever narrative they push in, but you're like, okay, oh, it happens again, and then now, you know, what I'm saying, you just the whole. 
Exactly. Something happened today and I was just like that too. Exactly. Like, yeah. uh, so is it is it coincided with everything? No, mm-hmm. it's like it's like desensitizing. Yep. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yep. And I do be feeling myself get more and more like that sometimes too. Like, you know, I'm sensitive to shit. Like, I care about stuff. But then, like, when you, just like you said, you hear the same thing over and over, you're just like, huh? It doesn't affect you till somebody like close to you, I feel like. Right. Yeah, that's the message. Even though it's, even even though it's say Tylenol, but like, look how many. It's, this is a small list, but it says says there's 600 other, you know, Mm -hmm. over the counter shit. So like even like you know probably lozenges and like dumb shit like that is probably in that shit. Yeah, even in the powder. The yeah, powder. What is, what is what is goodies goodies powders? What is that? I just know I, I said this. I just had some Theraflu right there. Six hundred <laughs> products. Man, that Theraflu be doing this job. That should be it. Do but that's probably why. Yeah, that's my favorite dog. That Theraflu and that fucking uh. That, that damn Nyquil, good too. Yeah, that damn nighttime, <laughs> nighttime <laughs> Oh yeah, they got the joint now. Yeah, just for sleep, the sleep, yeah. the sleep quill. Yeah, you snuck, you snuck Vicks. We probably we was raised off Vicks. You know oh I mean? yeah, the, the yeah. vapor rub, yeah. all that. That's what's so. That's why I'm saying like, we've been taking this for man twenty plus exactly. years. <laughs> Robitussin. I was brought up on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like, and that's what I mean. Like, we can't get away from the influence of fucking us up. Like, there's no outlet to where we're not getting that shit. Isn't that mm-hmm. crazy? Like, from TV, outside pollution, food, water, video games. Media. Yeah, yeah, video games, whatever you want. Like, mm. people don't even be outside like that no more. Mm-hmm. That's that's starting to shrink too. <laughs> Motherfuckers ain't even leaving the house for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The well, they're starting to come back outside now. It's the Matrix, nigga. It is. It's the Matrix. It is. It really is. All right, so let me jump to another topic as far as like empathy and stuff. Like uh, when I watched this movie over the, uh, over the weekend, I was like, God damn, some of these parts are kind of gruesome, even though we just watched <laughs> Mortal Kombat. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, Army of the Dead. <laughs> like this show was OC. Shaq, you seen it? Yeah, it was OC. It was OC. Yeah. It was crazy. And and for and for like a horror movie, that shit seemed like it was like three hours long. Yeah, it was like two. It was long. It was long. <laughs> but like, that's, yeah. that's a long ass movie. And I know it was some real shit in there, like how the evolution of like the zombie could be. Yeah. I feel like that. Like and what the thing I ain't like about that movie, they didn't explain a lot of shit. Yeah, they didn't, didn't even explain didn't. how that came they to. Didn't. You know, yeah, they were just in the desert randomly in the beginning, and then all of a sudden, shit happened in Vegas. Like, I, I but, why, yeah. but why does a lot? But why do those zombie movies always seem to be like that? It's never an explanation of where these niggas come from. It's like it uh, just starts out when they running from zombies. He, like, I, I don't know. It seemed like almost well, like they, a lot they of these said be like the, that. Yeah, but they said the initial dude started it like you know a government lab. They was trying to make probably like a super soldier or some shit like that, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, and it broke yeah. loose. But oh, okay. Uh, what I liked about the jump was how, like, they started out in the intro with like a lot of the meat and the potatoes of the story. Mm-hmm. Like, I never seen like a movie like presented like that. Like, it, they showed yeah. like a lot in the intro, just like the beginning credits, and then they started with the story. But they fucked up with with uh like uh Batista. That's the name. Yeah, Batista. Yep. Yeah, but Batista and the whole exchange with uh. The uh, what's your name? Daughter. Slim, no, Slim right here in the middle. 
who's oh, actually yeah. uh Alicia Jimenez from Power. If y'all ain't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the yeah. cartel, the cartel from yep. Power. But yeah. It, but that's why I didn't like about shit. How they was going that whole back and forth, like like bro, like this emergency going on. Why y'all fucking like in a fucking love exchange? Like, come on, let's get out of here. But yeah, I, but, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, but even that's what I mean. That shit didn't also didn't, yeah. <laughs> he um yeah. Batista had a big ass part in this, and so he exactly. actually had to act. And I, I ain't like I ain't like when he was working at <laughs> I ain't like when he was working at the dining, the dining uh area and right. he's oh, like <laughs> yeah, his whole back and forth was just like, okay, what are you going to do? Yeah, right. Need me for a job? Okay, I don't right. want to do it. Oh, it's twenty million. Okay, it was right, just, yeah. it was so dry. It was so funny. Even his, yeah. even his facial expressions, emotions were bad. Right. It was uh, so dry. Bro. It was like Fast and the Furious and like Zombieland. All <laughs> yeah. I did like the graphics. The the one comedy, the comedy relief dude was pretty good. Uh, the Euro dude, he was all right. Um. Uh, Ghost was, was Ghost had the worst fight scene that I ever seen. He in the did. He got that whoop. He got The Spanish girl in the beginning had a, a vicious ass fight scene. Like yeah, that, yeah oh, she yeah. held she held that shit down. And that, but, um, yeah, but, and, but even like his, and his lines. Yeah, I was about to say his lines was like corny as fuck. I know it's supposed were. to be a zombie movie, and I think that that's what he was trying to go for, like some corny type shit. That's but, what I kept telling myself. Like Zim yeah. Zombie movies are always just like them corny ass, whatever. Yeah. I think but, it's just uh Zack Snyder, you know, what I mean, had the green light. It's a uh, you know, corona uh season, mm-hmm. and they just be trying to push it out. Like, I don't think we should take it too serious. It yeah. just we gotta take it, you know. It is what I took it, it is. That's I just, the only reason I, mean, I took it serious because Zack Snyder's name was on it. Yeah, though. yeah. I like I like yeah. the concept though, how like there was like a hierarchy of uh the alpha, yep. I was going to yeah, say, yeah, alpha, and mm-hmm. it kind of evolved, and it kind of remind me of you know, like the original, you know, thirteen bloodlines of you know the higher elites and shit like that. Kind of mm, okay, that. yeah, I can see that, yeah. and how they were like sacrificing and all that. They mm-hmm. even sacrificed the baby, and you peep out ahead of that. You had the, the the three females too, right? Like the yeah, oracles the and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. It was a lot, yeah, you know. But even at the end of the day, they weren't even in it for the money, man. They were still in it for the whole zombie shit. Right, so right. To, like, to make man. another another mm-hmm. uh, biological right. weapon, or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or what? Yep, exactly. So it was yeah. just still, or, or just continuing the blow the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. shit. They about to be in Mexico City. That's about to be the next one. Yeah. If they if they do a next one, or whatever, because oh boy, was still <laughs> infected was, on that plane. Yeah, yeah. Good. You know, you know what it kind of reminded me of? I am legend. The same the same type of, you know, infection zombies where they had one, you know, they had alphas that mm-hmm. was like, you mm-hmm. know, could do a little bit more, it was a little bit faster and stronger and smarter. And then they had wow. like the, the soldiers. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You funny, it's funny you say that. That came hey, out what, oh seven? Yeah. Hey, do you do you think you can like act like that though? Like if somebody paid you money, do you think you can act like a, a demonic like presence or uh Oof. I don't think I can do that. I, I think, uh, I think yeah, that shit like gotta, homie. Yeah, that yeah, energy, you, man. You gotta, yeah, yeah, energy. Exactly. You got to go to depths you don't even be going to. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and, and for you to be like a creator, like a mind that's in tune with him, so like, yeah, that probably will fuck you up. It'll, probably, it'll fuck me up because that means I like, because I'm not naturally like that. I'm not like a dark right. ass. Fucking, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not a ghoulish guy. But like, if I had to, <laughs> yeah. Like, 
Because all, the, all they do is just scream and just like always look. Just, How she yeah. was like hunched over and shit. Mm-mm. You talking about that queen? Yeah, she was yeah, that, was, that was crazy. She was freaky. She yeah. was wild with it. That was crazy. But you're right. They were just communicating and everything. She was prego. That's what I mean. It's exactly. like, damn, they, they just be putting everything out here. So Vegas is having sex and <laughs> every, like all that shit is going on. In Vegas too. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. How they be doing that shit though? Like how they be like? I know filming that. Yeah. Like, cause it, no, cause a lot of that shit was like, I green felt screen. like real. Yeah, nah, green, maybe green a lot screen. of it was green screen, but I think yeah. they did. They did probably like take that. some some. They're probably in the desert for like a couple of those. Yeah, but yeah. I, it, you you right. It was majority green screen. It had to be, but like some of that shit was just like too, just authentic. Maybe yeah. them helicopter scenes or when they was out in the open and shit. It was in the desert. All right, so let's let's go ahead and rate this because you know what I mean. I don't want to mm. wait too long on this shit. What, 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 all right. What so I, I got a question for you, Remy. Are we rating this as an overall movie or as a horror movie? Because there's different levels to that shit. All right. Nah, as as a as a movie critic, the inner critic and in you. Just, just overall, just overall. Yeah, All for, right. for what it's worth, for for uh, the time, uh, for the you know what I mean, just everything included. All right. You don't you don't gotta be too generous. You know what I mean, I do yeah, a six. I mean, I'll give it a six. I'll give it a six. You give it a six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Porter, what you give it? I give. I give it. A, I give it a five. Five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lighthouse. You, you see it, Lighthouse? Um, I actually did not see this movie. No, I actually okay. did not see this. Did Corey see it? So I can't get y'all a review on this. I'm going to give you it see a it, Corey? No, I didn't see it. Oh, damn. So it's just that's why I said <laughs> Okay, so that's... I mean, we only going to give it... I mean, people that You're going to get it, a good laugh. <laughs> that's 16. Uh, so what is it? Is it a comedy, horror? What is it? Everything it got a little, it got some comic relief in there. It's got some horror. Yeah, you heard that saying, but Batista in the joint. Oh man, <laughs> it's great time. But uh, I heard that said Batista in the joint. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a five from the Flight Room Pod. <laughs> some alright movies. So that's, that's a five. five. All right. Yeah, that's that was five. good. It was yeah, don't feel bad about that. It wasn't the best of the best. We got, <laughs> we, we got we got more coming. Yeah. We got we got we got the quiet place, quiet place part two. We got no, Fast and the that first one made me mad, man. That oh, first uh, one made me mad. The Jason Statham jump. We got reviewed oh, yeah, this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that does where, where is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I saw I, that I one. Him. <laughs> oh my fault. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna see my man. This one, you mad, huh? That was a good oh. one. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's some movie. Did you watch that Angelina Jolie movie that yeah. dropped? Yeah, I actually liked that. I didn't like that one either. Yeah. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. I just felt like it was just certain spots they they, they could have they went like. Yeah. And it could it, it could have ended better too. 
That's what I think I don't like about yeah. it. Because they didn't even like make it to the news station or nothing. They ain't, you know, yeah. it, it was certain parts. Like, it was parts, I'm going to sprinkle. This is, this is the part that really made me mad. You know how, like, uh, at the beginning of the pop was like, uh, don't grow up on me too fast. You worry about girls, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Angelina yeah. Jolie had them in the, when the fire was happening. She's like, this is how you make fire if you ever want to get girls. Da, da, da. I'm sitting there thinking, like, yo, at the end, this boy's going to be a beast. He's going to have girls, set up a campfire, nope. all this other shit. Come on, man. I'm like, that like, <laughs> it sold us short on a lot of shit. Like I, I feel like the yeah. graphics, like the way it looked and all that shit in the fire, that that was cool. The storyline could have been a little more, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, the action was decent. But they needed like just a little bit more of the uh, of the story in there. Man, her her fucking face was just blowing me the whole time. Yo, that joint looked plastic. Her, bro. her, I know. is he okay? Her silly putty face. She looked like uh, one of the Putty Patrol off. Uh, she looks so old. Off, <laughs> she's not even old. That's, off, horrible. Uh, That's horrible, man. Yeah, That's man. Horrible, and she's man. supposed to be in like all them Marvel shits coming up. For real? Like, yeah, off, yeah. Uh, she's supposed to be uh, on the uh, Eternals and shit. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I even said that to him. Like, she don't look. She didn't even look like good though. Like healthy. She nah, looked, like real she like, frail and shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. They, try, they mentioned that. Like, oh yeah, you eat this food. I'm like, I don't know about that shit. Like, she <laughs> looks bad. <laughs> right. Her now. hands. She got like the Michael Jackson hand. Like the real skinny. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably why Brad got the fuck up out of there. <laughs> no, Brad was out, man. Brad still looks. Brad still looks great. <laughs> still looks great. Phil's the president of the uh, Brad Pitt. Dog, uh, I love Brad Pitt. He's the president of Brad Pitt. Nah, I'm, I'm, nah, I'm, 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 I'm must, I must be vice president. That, I'm, 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 I love there Brad. Is. I, I love Brad. I love Brad. He could do no wrong. He could do no wrong. He could do no wrong. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's real. Mm. We're gonna jump up out of here. We can uh carry this on the overtime. I got another topic uh for overtime. I think I'm gonna talk about this a whole LeBron situation. How he ain't he got like a slap on the wrist. Like how, mm. how is that possible? But yeah, it's the Fight Room Podcast. That. Yeah, Fight Room Podcast. Um yeah, it's the king time today. Yep. Uh we rapped about, you know, what I mean, you know, how to get a buck if you independent artist out here, cut out the middleman. Do your own thing. Um, we about to have a lot more guests coming up in the future. Uh, if you have an interest, if you have, you know, something that's on your uh, your mental, submit it. Let's 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 get the rapping. But it's the Fight Room Podcast. Catch us on overtime. Catch us on the uh, fifth quarter podcast. We talk about strictly sports. You know what I mean? We gonna we gonna keep it tight. Corey, mm-hmm. you unmuted. Uh-huh. All right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh,